one. Good morning. This is Tom Clark. I'm here this morning with a good friend of mine that I've known for over 30 years, probably over 35 by now. His name is John Vogt. And John was a former general manager of WCTN radio station in Potomac, Maryland. Spoke to the, uh, the DMV area for many years. Uh, he now, uh, him and his beautiful wife, Sarah, and uh, two little two children, actually he's had three, but uh, his oldest son is uh, living now down in Washington, D.C. area. Um, and his girls, adopted girls, are with him in uh, Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. And he's the founder of the Homepage Network with his beautiful wife, Sarah. And uh, John and I are going to speak about uh, the father's heart today. So before we get into the subject area we're going to discuss, which has to do with media, uh, and how the Father's Heart is expressing itself through media today, I would uh, like John to speak a little about himself. John, John, tell us a little about yourself. Well, I'm an old guy. <laughs> I'm 71 years old. And uh, I've been in broadcasting most of my life. Uh, I, I got intrigued by broadcasting when I was a teenager. So from high school, I went to Career Academy of Broadcasting in the nation's capital, and then uh, WNBT in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania was my first radio job, uh, WGCR-FM, uh, then WCBA in Corning, New York, and then I ended up uh, in the nation's capital at uh, WCTN for 25 years there, so uh, that's basically my career background. Uh, oh, was you tell the audience what your motto was for WCTN? <laughs> John, what? tell the audience your motto for WCTN. Oh, well, the, our imaging statement was love on the air. And, of course, that referred to the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's what we tried to do. Uh, in the nation's capital is find creative ways uh, to use the technology that God had given us to share uh, the love of Jesus and the truth of God's word. And we did it with a full service format, news, weather, traffic, sports. Joe Gibbs of the Washington Redskins was with us for what, five to seven years. Daryl Green, several Redskins were on helping us reach uh, our audience with the father's heart. It was a great experience, a wonderful 25 years. That was, that was really beautiful. I remember those times. And uh, it was a blessing then, and God's blessing you now. Because you shifted into a whole different way of expressing yourself yeah. through the whole page network. Yeah, the, the new media experience is very exciting because it combines radio and television and print Mm -hmm. And you can roll it all into one package. Mm -hmm. It's a very powerful medium. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a person that was a big media person just died, passed away to the Lord, was Rush Limbaugh. Yes, and he was a, he was a trailblazer in our industry. And yeah, and particularly with radio, they thought radio was going to be dead. And uh, back in the 1980s, that he revived it. Yeah, Rush opened up a lot of doors for a lot of us. And we're grateful to God for Rush Limbaugh. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the things that uh, was speaking to me about uh, your background, if I remember correctly, uh, you were adopted, weren't you, when you were growing up? Yes. Yeah. God gave me the greatest mom and dad in the world. So I was adopted at about three months old mm-hmm. and very, very grateful mm-hmm. for my parents and family that God gave me. I had a wonderful childhood. I was very, very blessed. How was your relationship with your father? How did that affect your relationship with getting to know God the Father? Well, you know, for some kids, Tom, it's probably difficult in that relational aspect because maybe uh, they struggled with uh, their relationship with their earthly dad. And I think that translates over uh, when you're trying to understand the love of your heavenly father, you can get sidetracked or down the wrong road or off track because of your earthly relationship with your earthly dad. And I, I was blessed. I didn't have that. I, I had a wonderful earthly father who demonstrated the father's love uh, to all of us kids. And uh, so that worked to my advantage. I had a, I think I had a, a better understanding of the father's love because of that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting because um, um, you, as you correctly assumed, there was a lot of um, uh, children growing up when they don't have a good relationship with their father. It really un- interferes with them understanding God the father and his thoughts. To them. Yeah. They have to understand that uh, your earthly dad, no matter how wonderful he is, mm-hmm. he's not like your perfect heavenly father who loves you perfectly. Mm-hmm. Whether you had a great experience like I did, or you had a rough experience. Right. You have to understand that your the love that your heavenly father has for you transcends all of that all the good and all the bad. It's a perfect love. And our Heavenly Father loves us like, like no one else can. Sure. So that's, that's, a, well, that's a wonderful thing. The Lord has led me uh, the last year and a half to, as you already know, uh, begin to write children's books. And in yeah. those children's books, Papa Tom's Tales, A Grandfather's Bedtime Stories, is always my intent. The theme the Lord gave me was Malachi 4.6 that the end of the age will bring the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the father. Yes. True on both levels, both on a natural level, but more importantly, even on a spiritual level. And uh, each of the 12 books is designed to overcome a specific fear with the love of God. And while the scripture says perfect love casts out fear with that truth, we have to understand that in a specific context, when we have a specific fear, for example, uh, in the first book, it deals with the boy who found his name, as you know, and it's dealing about identity. So that's where the fear comes. And if you don't know who you are, you, you're, you're afraid you're lost. You, you don't even know who you are, what you're calling a destiny is. And, and uh, it really is through both natural father and God the father that we get our calling and identity. Yeah, I, I think that was critical for me, Tom, growing up. I knew who I was in respect to I knew I was 
my father's, my earthly father's son. Yes. I, I was his son and I knew I was loved by him. So that helped me. And of course that translates into our heavenly father. Once we understand who we are yes. in Christ, a joint heir with Christ mm -hmm. and a son, an adopted son. Yes. Of, of We're all adopted sons. Yeah, that's right. So my adoption was, uh, it was a reflection of the father's love. Every time exactly. you, or earthly adoption, uh, especially in the kingdom, you know, you can see the parallels. You know, I, you know, the Lord lifts us out of the mud in the mire. He gives us a firm place to stand. He gives us a new family. He gives us a new name. He gives us a new life. That's true. We're born again. And by We're him, new creations. Yeah. By him, we cry, Daddy God, Abba Father. Abba Father, right. Our heavenly adoption uh, is, uh, is a wonderful thing, and it's a reflection. You know, I think when we see an earthly adoption, you can see a shadow of the ultimate adoption when our Heavenly Father adopts us into his family, into his kingdom. We're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people belonging to God. We're his sons and daughters as we open up our hearts to him. I heard a story of a man uh, who had a natural son and an adopted son. Yes. And the adopted son always felt a little left out because he wasn't the natural son. And his father sat him down one day and said, let me tell you something. When I had your brother, when your, my wife uh, and I had your brother as a natural son, we couldn't choose who we had as a son. He was just given to us. But you, our adopted son, my wife and I chose you specifically. We had a choice, and we chose you. And from the day he told him that, it was so appealing to his heart because he realized that uh, what his father was telling him is he had a choice to choose an adopted or could have chose somebody else, but he intentionally chose him. And that's what it is with God the Father. He intentionally chooses us. Yes. Right. So that's uh, something. I was, the other thing I was thinking about, I was talking with a good friend of mine the other day uh, about our, our authority in Christ and having dominion on the earth uh, and exercising proper dominion and authority. And uh, the reference point was David. Uh, when David was fighting, uh, King David, when he was young, he was fighting Goliath. Uh, in that battle that he had with Goliath, he specifically described who Goliath represented. And then he described who he represented. And by identifying which one each represented, then he told him what he was going to do. He was going to chop his head off with his own sword and so on and so forth. But identifying that uh, this was an uncircumcised Philistine, who are you to defy the armies of the Lord God of Israel? And I, David, represent the Lord God of Israel. And um, he told him he was going to you know, defeat him or whatever. And he ends up doing that. It starts with understanding our identity, because we cannot even uh, play those roles in life or walk out the roles or calling on destiny without first establishing what our identity is. 
And uh, uh, furthermore, I remember reading in the Bible a story about Jesus when he, Jesus asked his disciples um, who he was. Well, some said John the Baptist, some said Elijah, some said Jeremiah. They mentioned different prophets. And then Jesus said to him, why not ask you for third-party information from other people? I want to know who you say that I am. And then Peter pipes in and he says, uh, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my father in heaven. So it's, uh, it's the father that we get our identity from. And that's um, you know, where it puts us into our roles in life. Um, yeah, Sarah, Sarah and I, you know, we've done adoption counseling for many years. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to work for America World Adoption Association. We covered nine states uh, in an effort to try to help get kids home. Every now and then we would get called in, Tom, to a, uh, a situation where there was stress somehow between the adopt, adoptive son or daughter and the, and the parent. And, and most of the time, what we identified was of, that the problem was is the parents uh, had not totally come to a godly understanding of the blessings of adoption. In their mindset, they kind of thought that they had done this noble, wonderful thing for this orphan child. Mm -hmm. And they missed the father's heart. And we would sit down with the parents this did not happen very often, by the way, but every now and then it would come up. Mm -hmm. We sat down with the parents and we just, we listened to interactions between them and their adoptive children or their adop adopted child. Mm -hmm. And we, we ascertained a lot of times that it was this very thing you're talking about. It was the identity problem. Mm -hmm. I said, you're, you're, I, yeah, I can't remember exactly the specifics now, but the references to the son the daughter, they were not uh, in tune with the father's heart. When the parents came to understand that this is not a noble act that you've done uh, to help an orphan child, there's a supernatural bonding that takes place here. You have to understand that what has happened here is you have adopted this child, just like our heavenly father adopts us. This child is not an orphan that you're taking care of. This child is your son. Mm -hmm. This child is your daughter. Mm -hmm. And when you come to grips with that and, and totally embrace the fact that you are ordained by God to be this child's father, to be this child's mother, things will change. And inevitably, it always did, because what happened was the child was able to identify mm -hmm. who they were. They were the son or the daughter of, of these parents. And it was the identity that set them free. Once the child knew in his or her heart that I have a mom, I have a dad. God's given me a mom and dad who love me and I belong to them. I am theirs. Once that identity was connected, the child was set free. The problems just kind of disappeared. Mm -hmm. It was the love of the parents breaking through with that understanding mm -hmm. that set the child free. And it ended a lot of the, of the struggles that people go through. Mm -hmm. And I see the same thing. You don't have to be an adopted kid to go through the same thing. 
the uh, attachment disorders in natural birth families mm-hmm. are immense. You still have these disorders, these attachment disorders, where the child has not been able to connect to mom and dad the way God has ordained it to be. Mm-hmm. Once, a, once a son or daughter fully understands they are loved and that they belong to you, they're set free for great destinies mm-hmm. and, uh, and to reach their full potential. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's a very, very powerful thing. And once a parent comes in, into that understanding, children are set free. You know, when you're called to be a dad, there's a lot more to it than just uh, <laughs> providing for them. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, you look at the father's heart and his love for us and how he loves us and raises us up in the kingdom, disciplines us mm-hmm. and uh, teach us us. You know, we're called to teach us fathers. We need to teach our sons and daughters. We need to love our sons and daughters sacrificially. We need to reflect uh, the love of Jesus Christ to them sacrificially. And one of the greatest things, Tom, a father can do to help a son or daughter identify correctly and understand who they are. One of the greatest keys, mystery keys to the whole process is for the father to love their mother, Mm -hmm. for the husband to sacrificially love mom. One of, one of the things that helped me so much when I was a kid was my, my dad's love for my mom. Mm-hmm. My dad's love for my mom helped set me free. It gave wind to my sails. It brought incredible comfort to me. And it also, uh, it, it gave me a security. That's what and, I was going to say. I, I it, see so it, many families that are dysfunctional. And, and an anchor point, an anchor point in life that carried me through uh, the white water of life. So I had a, uh, a number of friends that I uh, was, they were growing up were very insecure because yeah. their families were dysfunctional and they were always worried that their parents were going to get divorced. So they, yeah. they had the insecurity of the arguments between the parents to um, hold them back from yeah. feeling a foundation that uh, could have been theirs in terms of the foundation of the family. Um, because now yeah. you're moving into the point where it's not just the father as an individual, but it's the father and the mother as the foundational pillars of the family. That yeah. It creates a family environment in which to uh, grow and develop. Yeah, and a lot of times the, the, the stress points, you know, they happen long before uh, the actual divorce. Right. You know, it's the, breaking, it's the breaking of mom and dad's oneness. When mom and dad are not on the same page, when mom and dad are not moving as one, you know, uh, scripture says that the, the husband shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Mm-hmm. So it can, it can happen long before an, a divorce takes place. When mom and dad, when their oneness is broken, that is going to have an, a lifelong impact on, sure. on your not that not that God can't redeem it all because right. he he's he's the one who heals sure. all the but you it's know, a hurdle it, it creates a hurdle we're so. never we're never without hope right. but uh, it, it is a it's a critical part of helping your son your daughter understand who they are in Christ and to be anchored uh, in the father's love 
and to be secure in that love and be able to uh, reach their full potential. Mom and dad's love for each other are critical for all of those things. No, I hear you. I mean, uh, there are a lot of, it's not just the issue of divorce. It's really the issue of just relationship because yes. there are other families, you know, that never get divorced, but the yes. father and mother still don't have a good relationship. Right. So it's, you know, and that and it always creates a, a, an angst, if I could use that word, in the hearts yeah. of the children. Um, and it, it proceeds down even to another level um, with, uh, with grandchildren, actually, if it uh, yeah. can be yes. that way. So, uh, no, I definitely hear what you're saying there. Uh, I'd like to switch the subject a little bit uh, because of your background. They just clicked into my mind the background that you have with adoption. And uh, I uh, knew it was a factor in your life. I didn't realize how much you and Sarah were involved with the adoption process for other families and your knowledge and insight of that. Um, and this also correlates back over to your experience with media. One of the biggest um, heartaches that I have right now and one of the things that I've been very praying for about is all the stuff that's, uh, all the things that are happening in our country uh, politically uh, and uh, the horrible things that I'm discovering secondhand. Now, I don't have primary knowledge on this of child trafficking, um, pedophilia, uh, even satanic ritual abuse where children are being sacrificed. And uh, those three areas all involve children in different negative ways. And um, there has been reports that there have been tunnels under the Washington DC and different parts of the country like Texas, where they're bringing kids in over the border and under the border uh, into these horrible situations. Uh, the human trafficking that specializes in children has become more of a problem than the drug trafficking over the southern border, according to reports that I've heard. That all being said, uh, and I don't want to go into too much of the scary things of this thing, one of the things on the positive side that the Lord has showed me is the next great awakening, the tip of the spear of the next great awakening, and the Holy Spirit impacts, God sends his spirit upon the earth, is going to deal with the children the, the um, helping of the justice that God the Father has will, will establish with the innocents. The children that we're talking about are all, in God's eyes, they're the innocent ones. And we as adults have, um, as adults and as believers, have a, a special uh, calling to help those children who are innocent. Um, and every way that that uh, manifests itself. Uh, one way it manifests itself in an evil way is abortions, the killing of innocents um, and uh, innocent children. I heard a man once say uh, it's really horrible for a uh, one person to kill another person. Uh, how much more horrible it is for a mother to kill her own child? And then I was listening to that and I said, yeah, that's really bad. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, it's even more horrible for a father to stand by and allow a woman to kill his child. Because it's in the father's heart that a father wants to protect and he wants to provide and he wants to teach as you're describing this. And where are the fathers standing up to protect 
the children against the abortions, the child trafficking, the pedophilia, and this even more satanic thing. We're hearing reports that things happening in our country are on a level of the uh, of biblical times where the um, uh, children were offered to Baal and Moloch and thrown into the fire at, at ritual sacrifices. And um, that's where actually on the positive life, not only I'm praying for that, but the Lord showed me that when some of these places are discovered, particularly these tunnels, that there are women that are actually been used to breed children for child sacrifices. And uh, he wants me to give the book. My whole purpose of writing the book, not the whole purpose, the main purpose the guy gave it to me, now I'm understanding, is to give it to the children that are coming out of the tunnels. Because it's the boy who has no name. And these children don't have names. And the second question Luke the light bearer asked them is, who's your mother and father? And the boy says, I don't have a mother and father. And the purpose of the light bearer is to take them to heaven to connect with God the Father, because he can heal those places in their hearts when children don't have names and they don't have mothers and fathers. And the, the, the good that will be brought into that is that they will be given names and they will be adopted and they will be have mothers and fathers to take care of them. Do you have any thoughts about what I'm sharing right now? Well, I think you're going, you're always going to have broken people among you. It's been that way from the very beginning and it continues today. And I don't know that, I mean, we can, we can try to bring justice and solve these problems to, to the best of our ability. I'm not saying we should do that, mm -hmm. but the best, best thing we can do uh, ourselves to impact what you're talking about, these people uh, are broken, hurting people. Probably, they, they, they probably didn't have an intact family. They certainly didn't have a mom or dad who loved them the way God calls us to love our sons and daughters, or they wouldn't be in the place that they are in doing this, doing these horrific, uh, horrible things. Mm -hmm. So I think the best way to safeguard this as a generation is for the moms and dads right now, what can I do to, to stop these kinds of atrocities from happening? The best thing you can do, first of all, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. That's the first thing that you can do. And then if you're married, you can love mom. Dads, you can love mom the way God calls you to love your wife. Laying your life down for her as Christ laid down his life for his bride, the church. And then you can love your sons and love your daughters and make sure that they know they're loved. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them every day. Teach them the ways of the Lord. Teach them the scriptures. Participate with them in daily activities. Uh, teach them God's word. Have a, have a, you know, one of the things that helped me, Tom, so much when Regis was growing up, our son, who's now, what, 44, 45 years old, um, Ken Smith, uh, with Christian Stewardship Ministries. Uh, he was helping me one time kind of get a handle on life. 
And he said, what about your, you got your, your date night with your, with Sarah, with your wife. What about your son? I said, yeah, well, you know, we, we got a great relationship. He says, do you, do you have time with him? Right. I said, yeah. He said, do you have specific time with him? I said, well, I, I, whenever I can, he goes, no, no. So he, he, he had me set aside Wednesday night. Wednesday night is going to be your, your night with your son. Nothing interferes with it. Work does not interfere with it. Uh, whatever, whatever extracurricular activities you're involved in, everything takes a back seat. Nothing interferes with that night, just like with you and Sarah on your date night on Friday. So Wednesday night, Regis and I, that was our night together. And I said, well, okay. He goes, what are you going to do? Ken says, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I don't know. He likes movies, but we probably shouldn't go to movies because, you know, I end up walking out of the movie, you know, because of something that we shouldn't be seeing. He goes, perfect. That's what you want. You want to walk out of a movie? And I said, what? And he says, yeah, let him pick the movies. Let Regis pick the movies. I said, well, he, he might not pick, you know, the ones we want to see. You know, he's just a little guy. He says, no, it doesn't matter. In fact, if he picks the ones you don't want to see and you have to get up and walk out, that's what you want. That's the teaching moment. And I'll tell you, Tom, at the beginning of that, we walked out of a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we would go and uh, we'd go to, oh, they had the magic pan back then. They had some restaurant we go to, uh, Friendly's, I don't know, someplace where we get ice cream because, you know, I love ice cream. <laughs> We'd go and we'd sit down and we'd talk and I'd say, okay, let's talk about this. Why, why did the Lord have us get up and walk out of that movie? And then we discuss it. And it was my teaching point. It was, it was, uh, you know, after a while he got to be an expert on sure. picking, but <laughs> it, you don't be afraid to encounter bad stuff. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, if things go South, that's your teaching time. That's when you sit down with your son and your daughter and say, okay, let's, let's find out what God's word says about this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, God used that to knit our hearts together as father and son, those Wednesday nights, I'd never given back. So I, I think that, it, you know, with all the horrible things that happen in this world, do your part, do your part. First, love the Lord with all your heart. And, and get in, into God's word and, and, and make sure you don't miss your daily devotional time with him and your prayer time with him. And then love mom, dads love mom sacrificially. And you know, a lot of times you don't even see what's happening, but your sons and daughters, they see it. They see how you're loving your wife. They see how you're loving mom. And that, that's gonna carry with them for a lifetime. And then love your sons and daughters. Now, if we can do that, then you know what? we can help mitigate the atrocities coming down the road for future generations. Yeah. We, we might not be able to impact the world and these atrocities the way we'd like to. We can stand for justice. We can do our part politically in the voting booth. But the best thing we can do is love God, love mom, love your wife, and then love your sons and daughters. Spend time with each of them. Make sure you have a date night with mom every week and a, and a date night with, with your sons and daughters every week. If you have a lot of kids, and you can't have a date night every every week, then then put them in rotation. You know, we'll say a date, a date night's every Wednesday. Tonight's Johanna's Wednesday night. Next Wednesday night's Julianna's. Next Wednesday night, whatever. But don't neglect it. Don't miss it. Yeah, and prepare your heart for it. Sure. When you take sons and daughters out, be prepared to 
to love on them and teach them God's way. And uh, that will take care of a lot of the atrocities on, on the earth as we bring up sons and daughters who know him and love him. We're raising up a godly heritage. This is why, Tom, what you said there, you know, this is why uh, the kids are being attacked. It's our heritage. That godly heritage, Satan wants to stop that. Mm -hmm. Satan wants to break these kids and to shatter their hearts. So we have an opportunity to love them and bring them up the right way with God's love. No matter what circumstances you're in, you may be divorced. You may be going through horrible things. I don't know. You can still love your son, love your daughter. And there's nothing beyond God's reach. And there's nothing you've done that God can't forgive. You can start now. You can start right now moving forward, loving God, loving your family, and go from there. And watch what God does with it. You take one step toward God, and he opens up the floodgates of heaven and pours out a blessing that you can't contain. Amen. Well, John, thank you so much for the time we were able to have this morning. And uh, you can always visit uh, the homepage. What's the address of the homepage? Go to the homepagenetwork.com. <laughs> yeah. And what we do is we cover the good things that happen in our community. You know, the world tells us that if it's not bad, it's not news. It's not right. horrible, not news. Well, it doesn't we, believe. Yeah, we disagree with that. And we believe that the good things that happen in a community, those things are newsworthy too. And that's where we go. We cover the good things that happen. Well, thank you so much, John, for spending some time with us. You can also visit our blogs at uh, papatomstales.com. They're also available on Amazon bookstores. And um, at Charisma Podcast Network, you can find these podcasts. We're signing off now with uh, John Vogt and Tom Clark. Take care.